you for joining us for this Future of IT podcast. As the world becomes more connected, there are many entry points to business innovation. One example is the Customer Contact Center, which is fast becoming a critical connection point in the Internet of Everything. Nearly 25 years ago, the Contact Center first started to emerge in the business landscape. Its function was simple offer customers access to an organization without having to leave home, and provide businesses a way to deliver customer service at an optimal cost. Today, collaboration, one of the key technologies driving the Internet of Everything, is revolutionizing contact centers across the enterprise. In this session, we'll discuss opportunities and challenges for today's business leader as they leverage their customer-facing operations to deliver more personalized experiences in today's marketplace. And specifically, we'll discuss what's in store for next-generation contact centers and how the C-suite can prepare. I'm your host, Lisa Lottie, and joining me is Hans Wang, Vice President of Cisco Services Global Enterprise Segment. Hello, Hans. How are you? Good morning. I'm good, thank you. I'm also pleased to have with us Paul Stockford, Founder and Chief Analyst of Saddletree Research. Hello. Thank you uh, for inviting me today. It's a pleasure for me to be here. And we're excited to have you guys talk today. Thanks both for being here. So let's get started. How is customer service evolving in the age of the Internet of Everything? Hans, you want to take a crack at that? Sure. Um, Well, first of all, when I visit our enterprise customers, I have to say that customer experience is probably one of their top one or two priorities at all levels, from the CEO all the way down uh, to, uh, to individual contributors. And there's this race on in all the different industries on how, how each company can deliver a differentiated experience to their customers, right? How do they lock in the loyalty of their customers they have already? And how do they use customer experience to attract new customers to their platform? So it's definitely top of mind uh, for, for our clients. The simple way I would say, how is collaboration or, or internet of everything starting to change customer service? I would divide it into the different user communities that are impacted by customer service. So if we start first with the customer themselves, the end user, in many cases the consumer, they have in their hands today many technologies uh, and capabilities that in the past they didn't have. They have tablets, they have pervasive mobility, working at a Starbucks, for example. They have much more advanced analytics about what's going on in their environment today. So we have a much more intelligent an informed consumer with new ways to interact with the contact center than, than they did in the past. Then if we jump across the wall and we look at the, what's, what's in the contact center itself, we have changes happening to how agents are able to collaborate with one another, both within a contact center, across contact centers, sometimes reaching outside of the contact center to specialists that exist in other parts of the organization, or even crossing organizational boundaries. Lots of our clients have complicated uh, supply chains or value chains. And so let's say I have a problem with my computer. If I call into my computer manufacturer and reach an agent on the other side, he or she may need to collaborate using mobility or video or, or social technologies with a component supplier that may not be part of that same organization. Those are some of the things happening on the contact center side of the wall. And when you put these two together, the change is happening both with the consumers and with the agents or with the company supplying services, we're seeing a change in how this interaction is happening. We're seeing a lot more introduction of uh, video contact centers and mobile contact centers into the mix. So we're seeing a change to the entire customer service function. 
Hans, I think a lot of this was a result of lessons learned during the uh, during the Great Recession, if you will. If you think back to 2003, um, a lot of the customer service functions were impacted negatively in the interest of, of uh, cost control and uh, uh, savings, spending savings on, on the part of the enterprise. So we found a lot of unemployed agents and a lot of shrinking contact centers. Uh, the net result was a, a lot of lost business on the part of those contact centers that were um, lowering the headcount in their in their contact center. <clears throat> the lesson learned, of course, was the customer service function is uh, of utmost importance, especially in, in good times and in bad. Uh, and we we see the result of that in the numbers, employment numbers in the industry um, over the past several years. In the contact center industry, there's been positive growth in employment quarter over quarter every quarter since the fourth quarter of 2008. Wow. So what made this past experience unique is in, in previous economic downturns, the customer service function was negatively impacted. In this most recent recession, the customer service function found itself uh, being a, an area of investment for the enterprise. There, came, there was a realization that um, maintaining the customer is is everything, and that the old adage that it takes you know x times the cost to bring in a new customer as it does to retain an existing customer to prove to be true. So what we have seen as a result since uh, well actually since the, the, around the middle of the last decade, but certainly accelerated in the past several years has been the growth of a lot of these solutions that you you've just mentioned with a with a major uh, seismic uh, shift in the mindset of the contact center from, you know, how are we going to manage this cost and keep the cost as, as low as possible, get the, the customer service as fat and off the phone as fast as possible to how are we going to make this a positive, memorable uh, customer experience that will, will cement our relationship and, and maintain those those customers. And I, and I think what you've um, just covered are, 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 is a result of this shift in mindset that's that's creating a whole new attitude um, in the contact center. Yeah, just, just listening to that, Paul, I, I'm wondering if there's a connection between industries that are being disrupted with this increased focus on uh, upgrading contact centers, right? Um, you know, when I think back to the days of, uh, you know, one of the heaviest industries of contact centers is, is telecommunications. Uh, but I wonder, you know, that industry went through a lot of disruption if you go back, you know, 10 or 15, 20 years ago with deregulation and things like that. And nowadays, when I visit with banks, banks are under a lot of threat with internet banking and non-traditional competitors, uh, like a PayPal or, or a mobile wallet type of um, phenomenon. Um, and also when I look at uh, other industries like retail uh, that are competing increasingly against Amazon or over-the-top uh, competitors, you know, how do you compete with Amazon uh, that has uh, really good customer service, right? Or Zappos, these internet players that have been really invested in customer service. I think that's causing these industries that are being disrupted to really need to, to raise their game. As a, what, what do you think? I, oh, I agree. I think telecom was uh, um, really the, 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 the last example of, a, of an industry that just dug in its heels and resisted change all the way. And um, uh, we've seen the result of that, of course, in, in uh, uh, telecommunications today and the shift toward uh, mobility and 
a lot of the services that you used to be premium, like voicemail, for example, something as simple as voicemail used to be a premium. Now it's it's uh, it's, it's expected part of a of a telecommunications service. Uh, and I think the same thing is happening, uh, as you mentioned, in banks and competing with PayPal. But certainly Amazon has has uh, set the bar for customer service, and Zappos, companies like Zappos, set the bar for customer service. And I think these are um, examples that are going to have to be – they're forcing the industry to meet uh, as opposed to um, defy, if you will, um, these, these shifts in uh, customer service and, and expectations on the part of the customer. Right. And the other thing that uh, I'm seeing, Paul, maybe you can also give your perspective, is we're seeing a lot of uh, – we talk a lot about consumer-to-business examples, but we're also starting to see more investment in contact centers that are business-to-business -business, uh, or even internal um, to a company. Uh, for example, um, uh, specialized centers to handle field dispatch or to handle – security incidents that might be happening across the company, right, to, to, to make their employees more safe or to, to lock down their IT infrastructure in case of uh, somebody trying to hack in. So uh, contact centers seem to be expanding beyond the traditional definition of, of, of uh, servicing your customers to also servicing your employees or your, or your business partners. I think, I think there's a, a movement within the industry to uh, capture the voice of uh, everyone, if you will. So the, the initial push was, of course, voice of the customer, which has become a, a fairly standard uh, phrase in the, uh, in the industry now. But I think there's also, you know, sort of a voice of the agents, um, the voice of your colleagues, uh, you know, voice, even a voice of your competitors. I mean, you want to be able to understand the implications of everything that's going on around you uh, in the enterprise, as well as, um, as well as service those uh, um, different aspects of the enterprise. And, and this, of course, is, is sort of a good jumping-off point to talk a little bit about the, the Internet of Everything because uh, the connectivity that we talk about in the, in the Internet of Everything, which is, which is fast becoming a reality, but it's not here today, I think what we've just talked about, the business-to-business, business, for example, um, is, a, is a predecessor uh, of what's to come. In, in other words, the connectivity we're seeing on the, on the human level today um, it's very similar to the connectivity we've seen in the in the Internet of Things uh, since the since the 90s. Now we're starting to see uh, these different uh, strategies, if you will, philosophies um, come together in what I, I think is best described as as the Internet of Everything, bringing the human element together with the with the Internet element to open up a whole new. Uh, field of possibilities. Yeah, I have to completely agree with you, Paul. I mean, just like the the prior generation of the internet changed customer service uh, through commerce interactions and through uh, B two B portals, those types of things. I think the inter the next generation, what we call the Internet of Everything, is going to have even a bigger impact on customer service uh, and customer experience. Exactly for the reasons you talked about. Um, there's going to be a lot more data that needs to be part of customer interactions uh, in order to make them richer. And the Internet of Everything will provide a lot of that data from sensors, from uh, different um, actuators and, and things that people are wearing, for example. But also the other important point you brought up that I think is, is, uh, is really resonating with me is that 
in the Internet of Everything, a lot of the value is between domains, right? So it's not exactly. it's not just knowing that there's this many cars on the highway, but it's correlating that with the video coming off of uh, cameras, and it's correlating that with um, potentially even you know uh, vehicle information to know when you're going to have a breakdown. So it's when you can correlate data across those domains, uh, then you get to some real interesting value, and that's going to require uh, contact centers to be able to interact with each other much more than, than in the past. I think it's going to be revolutionary. Uh, and it's also going to change the face, again, of customer service. Um, customer service, which outbound customer service, for example, which we tend to um, associate with uh, collections, for example, or telemarketing, uh, is going to become a true customer service function. So when the, when the device, when the connected device uh, alerts a contact center agent that a communication needs to be initiated with a customer. And it's often, I, I foresee, you know, there will be communications that can't be automated. You're going to have to have uh, human intervention. Uh, and this is where the contact center is, uh, is going to become a major, a major part of, of the entire, of, of the shift that we're going to see as the Internet of Everything becomes a reality and the human element is reintroduced into an Internet of Things uh, environment to create a whole new set of challenges for the contact center. So it's interesting when you, when you think about the evolution. Um, you know, many of our clients, uh, they, they've, they have some type of mechanism to handle emails coming in, right? Uh, and increasingly, they've, they've extended that to support texts or other social media coming into the contact center so they can respond. But when you think about the future with the Internet of Everything, uh, the contact center may be getting uh, updates from non-humans, right, from sensors sending in, hey, uh, my heat level is too high, or, or the refrigerator sensor saying you've run out of milk, right? And that sheer volume of requests coming in probably will dwarf the number of emails or texts that contact centers are reacting to today. Without a doubt. Uh, without a doubt, the, the contact center won't be reliant upon the customer to to initiate that call and, and raise uh, an issue or, or an alert. That will be an automated function, uh, which will then require an outbound uh, uh, customer communications from c customer communication from, from the contact center. And I imagine, I agree, we're, we're still in the early stages, right? But uh, companies that can figure this out and get ahead of it, that would really, to me, as a consumer myself, I find that experience to be really differentiated, right? If somebody, instead of me having to call in or email in to complain, uh, having the supplier reach out to me directly to say, hey, we're noticing uh, X, Y, and Z about uh, something about you. Uh, here's what we can do to help. That would be really a, that would keep me loyal as a customer. And, and you brought up another good point, the differentiation. Um, from, from my perspective, the next uh, uh, era in the contact center industry will be one of, of differentiation because we've gotten to the point uh, in many cases of parity in terms of the solutions that are available um, and, and the features that are included in, in a lot of these uh, uh, solutions. Um, but the customer will still pay attention to differentiators. And I think the Internet of, of, of everything, the ability to proactively care for that customer as part of a, of a routine um, customer care practice is, is going to be a key differentiator in the future. 
Yeah, I mean, so some things, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Keeping your customers happy, yep. uh, having a service that differentiates yourself to new customers, uh, that's always going to be important. And with collaboration and now with the Internet of Everything, there's some new tools in the bag to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Customer service is never going to go out of style, and there will never be a shortage of customers. So the better you can uh, address those customer needs, the more successful any enterprise will be in the future. Totally great. Um, I just wanted to ask one quick question. Is um, We touched a little bit on it for um, security considerations a little while back, but you know, as the C-suite looks at it, and they always put the customer first, or they try to, um, what's sort of those actionable steps that perhaps they should take as they think about security considerations? I mean, I know this is top of mind for everyone, and as there's so many entry points for the contact center, um, are there some things that they should be thinking about immediately right now, and are there things that they should be thinking about as they um, evolve their contact centers? Hans? Yeah, I mean, I think having an end-to-end -end security architecture and then an ongoing audit mechanism to see whether you have been compromised is, is critically important. We're seeing in the news almost every week uh, another large organization being compromised by professional hackers or nation-state hacking. And obviously, as we all know, the information that an agent needs to do their job is typically, you know, sensitive. It's customer information, and that is what these hackers are, are going after. So being able to have a, a holistic security architecture, and then not just, it's not, a, it's not you do it once and you're done. You need to come back and revisit all the time to make sure that changes you've done haven't compromised the, uh, the defenses you've put up, I think is critically important. Yeah. yeah there's really no other way to, to look at it at this point. I mean, there, there are short-term solutions, a lot of them being um, hybrid, uh, you know, you have part of your solution is in the cloud, your data hides behind the firewall, but, but we're finding more and more frequently as, as Hans just pointed out, for example, the recent, uh, Home Depot, um, hacking scandal, uh, that wherever the data is, it's, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be at risk. So I, I think Hans, uh, is right on the money with the, with the, uh, advice that it has to be an ongoing audit to make sure your security, uh, your data is secure. And it can't yeah. be just in your, in your data center, right, as we've seen with some of the uh, breaches happen at point of sale. So you need to really, when I say comprehensive, it needs to extend all the way out to where it touches the customer. Anywhere where you have data at rest uh, is, is a potential point of intrusion. Well, thank you both so much today. I really, really appreciate you sharing your insights. For more on the future of IT, join the conversation at hashtag future of IT. Thank you.